0: Welcome to the Chiefs of the North, hosted by Branton Walker. I'm originally from Kansas, currently living in Minnesota, and I'm a die-hard Chiefs fan. And that is where Chiefs of the North comes in. On this podcast, we'll talk all sports, mainly NFL, and of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So on today's podcast, we have John Ryan, who played Division II football at Sioux Falls. Actually, was a part of three national championships. His senior year won player of the year and broke the national record at the time, or is it still the record? I believe so, yeah. With 24 touchdowns. So welcome to the show, John. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about week two of the NFL season and kind of just recap the biggest storylines of the weekend. So why don't we start off, so John, you're from Minnesota, diehard Vikings fan. So we're going to start off, unfortunately, talking about how the Vikings have started off this year.
1: Yeah, we can talk about the meltdown. Uh, Week two was expecting, usually going into Indianapolis, you know, it's not necessarily a cakewalk, but was a little surprised that we just didn't show up at all. Most of it had to do with our offense. The defense, I feel horrible for them. We can't stay on the field. We can't get first downs. Yeah, your typical... Slow start for a bad offense. Kirk Cousins, yeah, it's funny you made a comment about COVID not being scared of it. We're joking about that as Vikings fans now because yeah. he's
0: petrified of yeah. a pass rush. Yeah. Well, I was gonna, that's what I was going to ask you, and I didn't watch the game on Sunday, but I know people like to pick on Cousins and throw blame at him. But at certain point, as a Vikings fan, aren't you kind of questioning him as the leader of the team? Or
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't think the team respects him. Maybe they haven't from the beginning. But when you're in the top 10 worldwide as far as annual salary as a quarterback and you're not even in the top 15 discussion in the league, your teammates, you know, if you go to work and guy down the hall's getting paid to be your leader, but he's
0: not a good leader, that just naturally, I think, causes some issues in the locker room. It seems like, and I could be wrong, but they paid him to make the team better, but it seems like he needs the team to make him better. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. And I don't, maybe it's too premature because I know people are saying the offensive line and they lost Diggs, which seems to really be hurting right now. But, and it's only two games in, but at what point do you question him being the starter or is it just maybe the thought of this might be his last year in Minnesota if things don't turn around? Or could he get benched this year, you think?
1: Man, I could see Zimmer trying to make a move, something bold because now he's, he's on the chopping block with a lot of Vikings fans that are calling for his head now. I and mean, we're only 2 games in. So I'd, if it keeps happening week after week, I wouldn't be surprised to see Zimmer try to make a bold move, but he just doesn't have that that fire like yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. You know, he just he's a fierce competitor and if you're if your leader is not a fierce competitor, yeah. I mean,
0: cousins can be, but it's only when things are going really well. Yeah, he doesn't seem to Improvise like he he's, seems like he needs to follow this game script, and if things aren't going well, he kind of panics and you know, put the team on his shoulder. And, and just, again, the improvise, I think, which a lot of quarterbacks can do, he doesn't seem like he's the one that can do that. I'm not picking on cousins, I just feel like you're getting paid that much money, and I feel like the Vikings have a very good roster, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but O line's been bad for quite a few years now, middle of the road at best. So to lose Diggs, who's you know your your fireworks, he's the guy that gets everyone excited. He's emotional. Well, he's doing he's doing great in Buffalo right now. Yeah, he's doing great. It's good to see that. Yeah, good first two games. Yeah, for sure. We just don't. Yeah, as a team, our defense. You know, they can't they can't sustain or play well with an offense. They can't move the ball, and we just don't have that fire right now.
0: (laughs) Well, and then and then you you go from that to the fact that Green Bay. Looks really, really good. Like, I kind of thought last year it was a fluke. I, I didn't think that they were the second-best team in the NFC, even though they made the conference championship. So I thought Green Bay was going to come back to earth and maybe finish a little above 500. But you talk about the Vikings start and then how good Green Bay looks. Green Bay right now looks like to be one of the better teams in football through two games. So then division-wise, you're like, man, we're, we're already you know, three games behind the Packers if you consider the tiebreaker, essentially, because they lost week one to them. You know what I mean? Right. But, right. yeah, Green Bay looks really good. Yeah, it's hard to
1: see. But yeah, as a Vikings fan, you gotta own up to it when they're just clicking 'cause they made us look really bad week one and Aaron Jones is playing out of his mind. He's yeah, he's, he's a, a superstar and he doesn't he's underrated in my opinion.
0: Well and it's funny with Green Bay 'cause it's like they have, you know, Aaron Jones who's a stud. They throw it to Devontae Adams. It seems like that's all they do. Either hand it off or dump it to Adams or to Jones and then throw it to Adams, 9 out of 10 plays, and they're still winning games. And Rogers looks great. He
1: kind of looks like his old self a little bit. He does. Well, He's got, I mean, Valdez Scantling and uh, Lazard, he's a good player. They're talented guys. They're not, you know, top 20, top 30 guys, but when you got someone like Aaron Rodgers who knows how to put role players in roles, he's basically a coach, you know, on the field where Cousins is,
0: <laughs> plays like a puppet out there sometimes. I feel like... Because it's always, you know, what have you done for me lately in this league? I feel like, or in any sport, I feel like if Cousins doesn't turn things around or the Vikings don't start winning, even if it's his fault or not, I think this could be, it's premature to say it now. I'm just saying if things continue like this, I could see this being his last year in Minnesota. I agree. Yeah. So you do fantasy football, right? I do. How many leagues are you in? Three. Three, okay. Did you have like a top two or three pick in any of them? No, I was actually middle or towards the end. So how, so how, first of all, all these injuries week 2 are crazy and you wonder if it has to do with, you know, no preseason and the lack of some offseason practices. But, you know, fantasy-wise, I mean, across the board Barkley and McCaffrey were your consensus top two picks and you now Barkley's out for the year, McCaffrey's out 4 to 6 weeks. It's crazy cuz you've got like fantasy people scrambling right now, you know. I just can't believe all the injuries that happened. Look at the Niners, look at the Broncos. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable week 2 all the and, the and the it's the significance of the injuries into some of the big name players. So, yeah, what do you, like, what, yeah. Do you think it has something to do with the lack of off-season or just kind of a fluke thing?
1: Injuries are tough. I mean, you can train, you, you can work as hard as you can to avoid injury, you know, working on core strength, flexibility, all those things, but
0: a tendon, you can't. There's nothing you can do there. Yeah, you see all these ACL injuries. Like, I, That's what I was going to say. Like, you, you playing football at a higher level, is there a way to train yourself to not tell your ACL? I mean, how, what do you do there? Or is that just a fluke thing, right? I don't think there's anything you can do, and so it's
1: one commentator over the weekend just said, you know, it's just unlucky, you know, and it's, it's just a bad year so far. Yeah, you just never know. I mean, the, all, the, all the hard work these guys put in to uh, stay yeah, in the crushing. shape they're in, that's got to be, a, you know, a ton of tear, wear and tear on your, your tendons and your joints. Well, you, naturally. Al- you
0: also know there's going to be, I, again, I was surprised with all the big names that got hurt that will impact teams and the, the structure of the season. But, you know, there'll be more guys. They get hurt. There are going to be some big names along the way that continue to get hurt. And it's just crazy. You just hope that it's not a player from your team. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. With some of these early injuries, you're a fantasy guy. Who do you see stepping in? And, you know, between, you know, McCaffrey going out and Barkley, do you see any big key pickups this week
0: that everyone's going to be fishing for? So I feel like with the Giants, I think, I think, I could be wrong. I think Deion Lewis is the next man up, but I just don't feel like. They're going to roll with him. I feel like they're going to find somebody else. But if I'm looking for a guy in fantasy, for me personally, I'm not going to pick up Deion Lewis. Because I just think the Giants, you know, look how how good Barkley is. He's an absolute beast, and his skill set's unbelievable. But the Giants just aren't good. You know, the the line doesn't, the line's not very, I mean, there's eight, nine guys in the box all the time. It's hard for Barkley to really show his skill set with that team. So you take a running back like Deion Lewis, who's not even close to the type of running back that Barkley is, and he's going to struggle. So I don't feel like Deion Lewis. Is going to get used very much. I could see that Mike Davis for um, Carolina. You know, I think he had seven or eight catches on Sunday. So in a PPR league, I could see Davis getting you know you a bunch of points uh, with receptions and yards. I don't know how much he'll run the ball, and they're not a they're not a very good team either. But they love using the running back. So of those two, I feel like Mike Davis would be the back to pick up for sure.
1: Yeah, I think he had eight catches, seventy-five yards. I mean, that's a good receiver line right there. Yeah. So yeah, PPR in that offense especially with
0: McCaffrey you know
1: when you're to play when a guy like McCaffrey goes out you can't just change your offense overnight so they're well, going to kind have,
0: of is their offense you know what i mean like yeah but he's catching
1: balls a lot yeah. you know so you got to fill that running back spot with another guy that can catch
0: otherwise you're not just going to go straight power now so is there anybody that you're cuz i know and like Garoppolo got hurt Moster got hurt you know Locke got hurt Sutton's out is there anybody that you're targeting for yourself in fantasy is there is there a guy that you'd love to go get at any position that you're like oh man I definitely want to try to get this guy
1: uh I haven't had a chance this week yet to really dive into it but Davis was top of my list because I have McCaffrey oh for sure um so he's yeah, yeah you're kind of handcuffed into going after him I thought just seeing what uh Cam Newton's doing uh Harry the receiver I mean just a guy to yeah. throw into your depth yeah is, could be a really nice pickup. Just that offense is clicking. Yeah. Newton looks really
0: good. Yeah, He looks really good. Yeah. Actually, which means New England's going to be there all year probably, you know, because their defense is good. They've got Belichick and Newton. He just looks like his old self. I, I kind of thought he was washed up, but you know what? He might be, I would say right now he's a better fit than Brady was last year for New England. Yeah, I would agree. Brady's yeah. really limited at this point where Newton can beat you a couple different ways, and you know Belichick's going to get the best out of him. So I feel like the Patriots are actually going to be better than I thought. And as a Chiefs fan, that's I don't think they're a legitimate threat. But you, in a one-game playoff, you still don't want to face Belichick in New England. You know what no. I mean? And
1: Cam, you know, if he can go off and have 100 yards rushing, and as the defense, you can, it's hard to deal with a guy that can run. I mean, that's why Mahomes is so is so dominant because he's a pocket passer, but he can just he can go and go and get
0: rushing yards at, at will. It's it's impressive. I wanted to bring up. You know the Falcons Cowboys game. You know I kept seeing the score, and I'm like, man, the Cowboys are at home. They're down 20 points at home to the Falcons. It's it's the Cowboys, right? Of course, all this talent, and it's just the Cowboys. And then the Falcons, you see them collapse, and it reminds you of the Super Bowl, like the biggest collapse <laughs> in Super Bowl history. Yeah. But here's a crazy stat from that game. So, because the score was 40 to 39, because I don't know if you saw, Dallas scored crazy onside kick that squibbed like seven yards and Atlanta didn't you can grab the football everybody know you learn that when you're playing in junior high they could have grabbed it just fallen on it, won the game and they let let it roll ten yards And Dallas picked. did you see that play? Yeah
1: that had to have been some kind of What were they doing? They were like five Falcons just standing
0: there just fall on the ball Right Anyway um, And it wasn't even bouncing No it was like a it was (laughs) the weirdest onside kick I've ever seen but that was crazy though and they should probably give him a pay raise because that was unbelievable and that was like the play of the weekend probably was that onside kick but Crazy stat from that game, and of course the Falcons will do this. Teams in the history of football that had scored 39 points and not commit one turnover were 440-0 before that game. So if you score 39 points and don't turn it over, you were 440-0 before that game. Wow. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. And they also blew a 25-point lead in the third quarter in the Super Bowl. Something about, yeah, sorry, Falcon I don't fans. feel so bad being a Vikings fan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I, well. I purposely brought that up after the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, That's wild. I mean, that that statistic to never happen
0: in that many attempts, I mean, that's wild. So going back to kind of New England and and, uh, Newton for a second, so Brady leaving, I think, had a lot of Patriots fans devastated and every other fan in the AFC was thrilled, right, to get Brady out of the AFC. Now, I'm a Chiefs fan, but I'm going to stick with this, and I've said it before. Mahomes, in my opinion, is the reason Brady left the AFC (laughs) because he's like, I'm not winning with this guy here. Um, But I will say... That Brady doesn't look very good. Now, I know it was a weird offseason. He's 43, trying to gel with this new team. But I know they won on Sunday, but they beat a not very good Carolina team. And he didn't look good, again. So I'm actually, if I'm new, after it's two weeks, so you don't want to get over, you know, overreact. But if I'm the Patriots right now, I'm actually happier with the situation with Newton than if Brady had come back, to be honest with you. I'd rather have Newton as my quarterback than Tom Brady in New England. In New England? That's my opinion.
1: So you think if, if Brady was still in New England, you think he'd be having a better
0: start to his season? I still think they'd be 1-1. One and one. I think they would have beat the Dolphins and lost to Seattle, but I don't think the game in Seattle would have been as close. I just think that Brady was limited, and it kind of showed last year. And he's limited now. You can see that, that they won on Sunday, but it wasn't because of Brady. No. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and so, again, you don't overreact two weeks in. But I think New England is better off right now with Cam Newton than a 43-year-old completely limited Tom Brady.
1: Agree. Newton right now is throwing the ball well, and when he's throwing it well, I mean, he's, he's one of the it's best. He's throwing it
0: really well. Some of those throws on Sunday night, were ble- and, he, and he can run, so you have to respect his legs still. It's yep. almost like him missing most of last season gave his body, because he's been banged up most of his career, it's almost like him sitting out last season gave his entire body rest, and it's almost like he seems like he feels fresh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean, the grind of it, just to get out of that for a little bit, it's probably huge for him. And just put a chip on his shoulder, as well. But I, uh... Yeah, so it's a bummer a little bit as a Chiefs fan to see New England still. You kind of want them to fall off the face of the earth. That doesn't look like that's going to happen now. The Patriots come to Arrowhead week four, which is actually going to be a good game because New England's defense, they do they throw some things at Mahomes that throw him off a little bit. That's what Belichick does. He's great at taking away your biggest strength, but Chiefs aren't losing that game. They're not losing that game. Couple big games coming up. Ravens. Oh, yeah. So, oh, man, I was going to save this for last. Oh, okay. You know, Sorry. save the best for last. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Nope. But you, you, got, you got going on it, so we're going to go right now. Okay. So, all right. So, that before the schedule came out, you knew that was going to be one of the biggest games of the year. Because right now, injuries, a lot of things can happen, but it, it seems that it's going to be Kansas City, Baltimore, and the AFC Championship game, right? I mean, anything can happen. Yeah. Best but, odds. Well, would you let me ask you a question quick? Would you take. Kansas City, Baltimore, well, you know, no, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be those two teams unless something happens. But would you take the field over that happening? Would you take Kansas City, Baltimore in the AFC Championship or the field? So I don't want to go with a homer pick and it's only two weeks in, but I just think it's a collision course, Baltimore, Kansas City. But here is something interesting about those two teams. So Lamar Jackson in the regular season, okay? So I'm just talking regular season. He's 21-3 and in the regular season. As the Ravens starting quarterback, 21 and 3. 20. Wow. He's 0 and 2 against Kansas City. So that means he's 21 and 1 against the rest of the NFL. So 21 and 1 against everybody else, but he's 0 and 2 against Kansas City. And I think the reason that is, is the Chiefs. What is Baltimore's strength? They run the ball and just eat the clock. Kansas City can get you behind in the game, and then Jackson has to throw the ball, which isn't his strength, although he's improved. But it's not coincidental, I feel, that the Ravens are 0-2 against Kansas City, but he's 21-1 against everybody else.
1: Yeah, Baltimore's defense is always good, right? You know, and they like to control the clock, like you said, spread things out, get Lamar on the edge. Yeah, no, Kansas City, you know, with their offense and just dominating the way they do as far as time of possession, things like that. That's, yeah, that's probably the
0: biggest reason. So it's hard to say week three is like the game of the year, but I think right now it's the game of the year so far, but when all said and done, it still could be. The implications of this game are huge because this could be who gets home field advantage or not throughout the playoffs. And I do feel like, I don't think there'll be fans on Monday night But I think as the season goes on, if everything's going all right, I think more and more fans are going to be implemented in the stadium. So by the time the playoffs roll around, I do think there will be fans. Is it full capacity? I have no idea. But that's why I think this game is huge, because when they meet up again in the playoffs, notice I said when they meet up in the AFC Championship... I think the winner of this game is going to play at home because if you think about it, let's say the Ravens win. They're 3 0, the Chiefs are 2 1. But they essentially have a two game lead because the Chiefs will then have to finish one game ahead of them in the standings. Sure. So I, this game is yep. huge, for, in my opinion, for home field. I just don't see another AFC team bumping Kansas City or Baltimore for home field. So I think this game is for home field advantage, week three. If you had to pick one other team, I think in Pittsburgh's the AFC. really good. Like, I know Buffalo's 2 0, and Josh Allen looks good. And I'm not going to take this away from them, but they've beaten the Jets and the Dolphins. So they've beaten two, two teams that might be two of the worst teams when the season ends. Their 2-0 looked really good, but they've beaten the Jets and Dolphins. But I would say Pittsburgh right now and the AFC. Yeah, I'd say Pittsburgh right now, actually. That's my opinion. What do you think of the Raiders? So do they have a flying chance? To make the playoffs? Yes. Yes. Okay. To win the division? I don't think so. I, I think they can make the. And you got to think, too, because the playoffs have expanded to seven teams this year, right? Yeah. So there's an yep. extra team in each conference making the playoffs. I was impressed with the Raiders last night. Of course, I wanted them to lose because you know they're, they're the Raiders, division rival. But I am not going to hate on them. That was an impressive win. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs, but I I don't think that they're going to be a legit threat to Kansas City for the division. And I'm being I'm being honest. Jacobs is tough. Yeah, and and he looked really and, good. And Waller's a stud. Yes. Yep. yep. You know, everybody was laughing at Gruden a couple of years ago, but he he had a plan. He seems like he knows what he's doing. You know, all these picks that they were getting. You know, building something. I just I just don't think they can hang with Kansas City for a full season. Agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Derek Carr, he looked good, but I just, I'm not, ever since his knee injury, he hasn't been the same. You know what I mean? But good for them. That was a nice win, and they're 2-0, and they're feeling good about themselves. But they'll come to Kansas City in, in what, two or three weeks, and they'll get humbled, <laughs> in my opinion. But I, I, if they make the playoffs, good for them. But I, I just don't see them as being a, a legitimate threat in the division.
1: So to the Chargers game. Yeah. My biggest takeaway from that was seeing Mahomes and how patient he was. Being down what was it? I think they were down nine to
0: seventeen or something like that. Actually it was seventeen to six in the third quarter before Butker 17. hit a fifty eight yard field goal to make it seventeen to nine. Yeah, Yeah. Butker, yeah, that's another thing too. That guy's
1: incredible. But there was no panic. End of the third quarter, you're down more than one score. It just they got the ball, they just started chewing the clock. Herbert looked good. He looks really good. He's going to be a stud. I,
0: they're way better off with him than Tyrod Taylor. And Lynn this week said that Tyrod's our guy if he's healthy. I don't know what game he was watching because Herber gives that team a much better chance to win. And they have a really good defense.
1: Yes, they do. It, that game should have been theirs. I mean, that, that pick he threw where
0: he could have ran for 15 yards It Oh, untouched. he was right there. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you're up... You're up nine at that
0: point yeah well I think it was 17 to nine at that point I believe yeah if I remember correctly yeah yeah it was
1: just like 30 seconds left in the third quarter and you throw a pick you know when you could have held the ball and maybe even scored if you just kept running the ball and and that's where that's where experience of Mahomes and the talent and the brain of Mahomes you know where he wouldn't make that play you know
0: he would just take the first down you know when you when you've got a lead that late in the game so I don't know how much of the game you watched but The Chargers were manhandling the Chiefs offensive line. I mean, Mahomes was getting hit like I haven't seen him get hit, and he had no time to throw. So the Chargers' defensive line was dominating the Chiefs' offensive line, and it was really frustrating. But as a Chiefs fan, the last, you know, watching Mahomes just the last three years as a fan, there's a sense of like, okay, he's never out of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And actually, another stat to throw at you. So dating back to last season now, Mahomes has won six straight games when they've trailed by ten points. So Joe Montana, I believe, had the record at five games in a row when you're trailing by double digits. Mahomes now in the last the last six times dating back to the last year, the Chiefs have been down by double digits. They've actually won. So he's wow. six and zero, oh, and he's and three of those were in the playoffs last year. You know, they were down twenty four nothing to Houston. Yeah. Ten points to Tennessee, and then, you know, they were down twenty to ten in the fourth quarter to San Francisco and then, you know, this game. So you never feel like you're out One with Mahomes. You just never feel like you're out in all. He just needs one, because they had nothing going for three quarters. I mean, he was, getting, he was getting the crap kicked out of him. The line was getting abused, and they just, that one pick that Herbert threw changed the entire, that, the Chiefs just needed something, right? Just something. And once he got going, you know, look what happened. And I, I can't believe the Chargers punted in overtime on fourth and one. Mm. I actually yeah. thought they should have gone for that, because he essentially gave the ball to Mahomes. And what do you think? I mean... As a Chiefs fan, you're always a little more nervous, but I feel like once they punted back to Mahomes, the thought was, okay, well, they're going to at least kick a field goal. Right. Didn't think it would be 58 yards, but.
1: Yeah, no, that was, that was a mistake. But the other thing, too, I was impressed with, with uh, Kansas City was, and Andy Reid was uh, the play calling. Just to, I mean, it was, it was really good coaching at the end of the game, and you can tell, you know, when he just was clicking on run plays, short passes, controlling the ball, no panic at all like they he had a he obviously had a plan and stuck to it and a lot of coaches will will panic and start th- you know going against their game plan but you know it's almost like yeah like the last 6 games down double digits yeah. you just know you're going to win with yeah. that that attitude of knowing you're going to win
0: is huge i mean it was frustrating to watch them losing like that and and having no flow no rhythm but you just felt you just you just never feel like they're out of it, even though for three quarters, they really didn't have much going at all. But with Mahomes and Reed, I think he just instills a confidence in the entire team that we're going to do this and no deficit is. I heard somebody say, although it's not true because you're at the top level you can possibly be, but I heard somebody say that it seems like Mahomes gets bored until the fourth quarter. <laughs> Obviously, it's not true, because, but, but you know, in some ways, you're like, my goodness, he just... He just lo- he loves those pressure. Some quarterbacks buckle under pressure. He loves those pressure moments. He shines in those pressure moments, and it showed in the three playoff games last year, and then this year. So it's exciting because the Chiefs could be the first team in 16 years since New England to repeat as champions. Now, barring in injuries, I think the Ravens are the Ravens scare me, and there's some really good teams in the NFC. But barring injury, I do like the Chiefs' chances to, you know, win it again. Now. Monday night, I want to throw one other thing. This is kind of crazy, but the Chiefs dating back to last year have now won 11 games in a row. They won the last nine of last year and two this year. Baltimore actually has won 14 straight regular season games because they won the last 12 Mm -hmm. of last year two this year. So if you're talking regular season, you have the Ravens on a 14-game regular season winning streak, and the Chiefs on an 11-game winning streak. So, man, what a, what a game that's going to be. Yeah. Wow. 14 in a row, huh? They've won, the Ravens have won 14 straight regular season games, and the Chiefs have won 11 straight overall. Hmm. So, something's got to give. It's in Baltimore. No fans. I mean, it'll be interesting. But I, again, I think it's for home field advantage, so I can't wait for the game. I cannot wait for that game. It's going to be incredible. So what's your prediction? I want to ask your prediction for that game.
1: I actually think Kansas City... Well, I'm on Chiefs the You don't have to just... Oh, man. I want you to be honest, though. No, honestly, honestly, I I think the Chiefs are going to finally get into a rhythm. I don't think Baltimore is as good as they were last year. Yep. I would guess... A two-score win. Oh, really? By the Chiefs. Oh,
0: oh, wow. I'm not just trying to make you happy. No, that's I know great. You're you living your best the sh- life You right can definitely come on Chief the show fan. again after that. Because honestly, <laughs> I waited for this question. I was like, he doesn't know this, but if he says they're going to lose, he will never be invited on the show again. <laughs> so you're welcome back anytime now. Um, really? So you know, think-
1: I think they take that momentum, like just that unbelievable, just effortless comeback win, and then Butker, you know, just a finishing style, you know, hits three fifty-eight yarders, how 50 yarder, how fifty-yarder in a row? Yeah, yeah, it was Im- unbelievable. Looked pissed off about it. He's just like, I'm going to make this as many yeah, times first, as you want me so to make 53 it.
0: So the 53-yarder, and then there was a uh, false start, or you know penalty on Kansas City, goes back to 58 yards, the, he nails that, Chargers call timeout. You're like, okay, he can't hit this a third time. Then he drains the 58-yarder to win the game. I mean, talk about clutch. That's unbelievable. And he had a 58-yarder to make it. It was funny. When the Chiefs were down 17-6 to in the third quarter, and they lined up for a 58-yard field goal, I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> but he nailed it, and then he nailed the 58 58- you know, uh, yard for the game winner. So, yeah, unbelievable. What,
1: a, what an asset to have. Well, um, it's just
0: Mahomes just needs to get you to like the forty yard line. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's all. That's yeah. No pressure. Yeah, it takes a, yeah. It does. It yeah. takes the pressure off the quarterback for sure. Knowing yeah. you got a good chance a weapon there. like that. So, Baltimore scares me, and again, I think this game will have huge home field implications, and I think there'll be fans at the time, so it'll be a bigger deal than it is now, even though the Chiefs had fans week one and, and will, as the season progresses, have more. I think the Chiefs are going to get a lead earlier and make Baltimore play from behind. That's my hope, so, and that's my thought. So I think the Chiefs will win something like thirty, you know, four to 27 or something like that. But it wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs lost this game. I, I don't see too many losses on the Chiefs' schedule. This is one of them, though, that, I mean, Baltimore's tough, though. They're really good. And if the thing is, if the Ravens get a 7-10 point lead and they can play their style, I mean, the Chiefs' weakness on defense is the run game. They don't have a very good run game. And so if the Chiefs get down, or run defense, if the Chiefs get down 7-10 points, I could see Baltimore eating the clock, keeping Mahomes off the field, and the, the Ravens just keep, you know, ramming down the Chiefs' throat. So that's my only concern against Baltimore is, do the Chiefs get down and then Baltimore just kills the clock? Because right. that's the way to beat Kansas City. Right. Yeah, You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, don't do what Herbert did. Throw a pick. You know, just controlling the game, like you said. I I just think that momentum from from a win like that yeah. is so huge in the locker room and then practice during the week is just more fun. You know, everybody's excited. Obviously, they're all used to winning, but even when you, you know, like when I played, like we won 48 straight games. That's unbelievable. But even, though, even the wins were like we rallied at the end and like some cool stuff happened. You, or, won,
0: you guys won 48 straight games? yeah that's unbelievable yeah is that some kind of record for division two at the time or i think so
1: but winning became tradition and winning breeds more winning you know it it just it it becomes it like addictive and and when you expect to win versus like going into it nervous like we expected to destroy every team we played even into the playoffs when we were going against good teams you just expected to win because that's all you knew and, you know, for Baltimore and Kansas City, that's becoming the thing for them. And New England, even with no name players, they just expected to know. win because you got Belichick who knows what he's doing, you got
0: Brady who knows what he's doing. So maybe this isn't the same thing, but you said you won forty-eight games in a row in Division Two, right? Yep. So my senior year in high school, we actually won three games in a row. Dude, so I know exactly what that's you're talking awesome, about. Man. Oh yeah, we, yeah. And then we lost, you know, I think, six straight. But you know, it's okay. That three in a row for all, pretty good. Yeah. So I yeah, know exactly yeah. what you're, I same thing. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking. High school three in a row, Division two, 48 in a row, pretty much the exact same thing. I'm pretty. So sure, thank yeah. you for bringing that up because you you walked right into that for me to bring up that three-game winning streak. Hey man, that's impressive. Thank you. I won't mention the high school um, <laughs> because I'm lying and we never want to in a row. Um, so here's a... Okay, so unfortunately, you know, Vikings are 0-2, Chiefs are 2-0, but I want to ask, so when you start 0-2, 88% of teams that start 0-2 miss the playoffs. So mm. when you're 0-2, you only have a 12% chance to make the playoffs. When you're 2-0... and you have a 62% chance to make the playoffs, okay? So 0-2, 88% of the time you're missing it. 2-0, 62% of the time you're making the playoffs. That's a huge swing, a massive swing. So my question is, it's only two games in, lots to figure out. Is there a team that's 2-0 and 0 that you feel like is kind of a fraud? And is there a team that's 0-2 that you could see making the playoffs?
1: Start with 2-0. and 0. Okay. I guess we go down the list. You got Arizona. Whew. I think they're legit. They're really good. Man, Obviously, they're good. Obviously, Baltimore, Green Bay is on fire. Kansas City's, you know, they're okay. I'm just kidding. They're good. Uh, Tennessee, I could see them tripping up a little bit. Buffalo, I love Josh Allen. I think he's a winner. He's playing really well. He is a fierce competitor. I don't see them tripping up and not making it. But Real playoffs. quick with
0: Josh Allen, everybody thought Buffalo would be good this year, but Josh Allen before the season was more of, a, more of a threat with his legs and his arm. And look at, man, he's been... Throwing that thing around and that makes the Buffalo that much better. If he yeah. figures out how to throw and be accurate, oh man, they're going to be really good. Yeah, with and, that defense. H- him and Diggs. Yeah, they have a nice little connection already. Yeah,
1: yep. The Rams look really good, in my opinion. Pittsburgh, I don't see them tripping up too much unless Ben does something. Seattle, ah,
0: Russ, there's so many great quarterbacks in the league, right? Like Russell Wilson, he has the best deep on the league and that thing just drops. It's unbelievable. He has the best deep on the league, in my opinion. It's the most accurate deep It's, well, it's weird. He just, he throws it up and it just comes. It's the, it's the weirdest deep ball It's crazy. And he's great on the run, you know, throwing the
1: ball on the run. He's great in the pocket.
0: I mean, it, the only player comparable to Mahomes is is Russell. So I, I felt this like midway through last year. I, I think Mahomes and Wilson... I know fantasy guys will say Jackson and take that out of it. I think watching football, who gives you the best chance to win? You're starting a franchise right now. Mahomes and Russell Wilson, in my opinion, are 1A and 1B in terms of the best quarterbacks in football. And then the next tier, you know, there's a tier below them. But those are, in my opinion, the only two guys in the top tier of quarterbacks in football.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no questions asked. Fantasy something different, though. Yeah, winning, winning games. Russell's been doing it. You know, he's clutch. Yeah. I would love to see the statistics on his, you know, ability to close games on game-winning drives. Well,
0: on the first podcast, we actually, Jordan and I did predictions, and I have, before the season started, I had Kansas City and Seattle in the Super Bowl because I just think they're the two best quarterbacks. I think Wilson is going to just, he finally has, it seems like, the best supporting cast in a while, and I just think that he's, it's like like he's in his prime still, and he's just, he's unbelievable. He's looking as good as he's ever looked.
1: Yeah, with him, him, Carson, Metcalf, Lockett. Metcalf is
0: a monster. They got some tools for yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, back to your 2-0 and question. I, I think the Raiders are, are decent. I think they'll make the playoffs, but we're talking whole league, right? Yep.
0: What 2-0 and team do you think won't make it, and what 0-2 team do you think could make it? I think Chicago, the 2-0 and not making the playoffs. It's funny. I have the Bears as well. We didn't talk about this beforehand. I have the Bears as my 2-0 and team that's a fraud. Yeah, I mean Trubisky. Yeah, uh, c- come on. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think, and again, you, you have to factor this in. They've beaten they beat the Giants last week and the Lions, so th- they've beaten two winless teams. I'm just not sold on Trubisky, so I agree with you with Chicago. They're the two and O team. I think that that will not make. I don't think the Bears finish 500.
1: I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Skull. Yeah, so we agree, uh, <laughs> we agree that yeah, we agree there. oh and two teams. You got Detroit, Giants, Houston, Denver. Atlanta, Miami, Philly, Minnesota, uh, Jets, Cincy, and Carolina. I would ch- I would choose either Atlanta or, honestly, Detroit. I think Detro- Detroit had two kind of ugly losses, but they're scoring points, and they came out early against the Bears, and I, th- I thought they were just going to run away with it, but I could see them. But Atlanta, I think that stat you mentioned is unbelievable. Yeah. If,
0: yeah, four forty and, yeah. <laughs> and you score thirty nine points and don't turn it over until they lost to Dallas. Yeah, no
1: turnover. If and their they were up twenty can,
0: or nineteen points or something in that game.
1: Yeah, just yeah, if, if their defense gets clicking, you know, they they could do something.
0: So we agree with Chicago. Detroit always seems more talented than they actually finish record wise. The only thing the only thing I think they have a problem with is I I Green Bay. I mean, you know, I guess they've already played Green Bay once, but I would say for me, and this may sound kind of crazy, but Philadelphia, and here's why. Not because I think the Eagles are that good, but I think that's the worst division in football. The New York football Giants and Washington are two of the worst teams in football. Dallas is Dallas. They're talented, but, you know, they just find ways to lose. So I, I not so much because I'm sold on Philadelphia, but I think that is, without question, the worst division in football. I mean, 8-8 eight eight won that division last year. Hmm. So I think all Philly has to do is get to like nine wins and they'll probably win the division. So I could see that. Yep, Giants twice yet this year. Yeah, and Washington again. Dallas is tough. I mean, yeah, they're probably... So before we wrap up, let me ask you this real quick. Then two weeks in, and you know, this is obviously subject to change. I had Kansas City, Seattle before the season. Uh, of course, I have the Chiefs beating them. Two weeks in, do you have a Super Bowl prediction right now? And again, you're on the Chiefs of the North, but you do yeah, not have to say the Kansas Chiefs. City.
1: <laughs> obviously, the Chiefs in the AFC. No, I just think, yeah, they kept all their pieces, most of their pieces. Yeah, returned most everybody. Yeah, and that's that's huge. NFC side. Don't tell my friends, but I'm probably going to lean towards either the Packers <laughs> or the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, Green Bay looks really good yeah
1: really good as long as they stay healthy they're gonna be tough really tough to beat their defense is good but yeah you can't
0: you can't count russell wilson out how fun would mahomes Rodgers, or mahomes wilson be though oh it'd be great yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah that would be i don't see any
1: like new orleans isn't gonna do anything you know, like we talked about chicago no i mean maybe the rams if they can keep things going They've yeah been they're, there, win- they're been winning a different way than they
0: did two years ago they're kind of grinding it out you know what i mean it's a different way of it's a different way of playing than they did a couple of years ago when they lost in the Super Bowl. So they seem more balanced right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't see Dallas or Tampa Bay, San
0: Francisco it's hurt now. And I have to say, so Jordan has been on the first two podcasts and he's a big Broncos fan and he told me he wasn't feeling well and so he he couldn't make this episode. But I know that it's because Denver is on two and all those <laughs> I do feel bad. Even though being a Chiefs fan, I do feel bad, you know to see all those injuries for him because he's a big fan, but I think he's just a little hurt. He's hurt right now at the way the season has started, so that's why he couldn't join us today.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, I feel bad for Cortland Sutton. I really think this year was going to be his breakout year. I mean, he's physically one of the most dominant receivers in the league, and
0: yeah. yeah, it's too bad to see him. I'm in two leagues, fantasy leagues. I had him in one league. It's a keeper league, and he's really good. And it was interesting because as a Chiefs fan, listen, i am I think we're all biased when it's our team, right? But I also try to be a fair fan as well, like, Denver, to me, I had them make in the playoffs this year, like 9-7. and seven. But they were a team with all the moves they made, the draft, the free agency. I mean, they've loaded up on offense, good defense. I thought they were going to be much improved. Again, I didn't think this season they were going to push Kansas City division-wise. But I thought they were a team that could, could win some games and make the playoffs. So, you know, I feel a little bit bad. And I'm saying this as a Chiefs fan because my brother Jordan is a Broncos fan. My mom was a Broncos fan. So while I'm not a Broncos fan and I don't want them to do well... I have a different feel as a Chiefs fan toward the Broncos because I have some close family that's that's fans. But um, yeah, of course, when they play, I want the Chiefs to beat them sixty to nothing every time. But um, yeah, I just it, it would have been interesting to see what the Broncos could have done this year, although they still would have probably been a couple games behind Kansas City in the division.
1: Yeah, they're in a tough division. I wouldn't count them out though.
0: I mean. Close loss to the Titans. They're 2-0. But you know what, and though? Steelers, 2-0. You know what, though, John? Like, honestly, like, the Chargers look—I mean, their defense is good. And if Herbert plays, I think that's an absolute upgrade over Tyrod. So the Chargers, if they insert Herbert in their lineup, I think they're going to be better already and be a legitimate playoff threat. The Raiders look good. This may sound crazy, but as a Chiefs fan—now, they've been challenged the last two years in the playoffs, and last year was a grind. I don't want them—I don't want them to lose any games— But I want them to be challenged in terms of... I want them to win every single game they play, but I want them to have some adversity. Like on Sunday, that was a grinded out, come from behind, didn't look good win. I don't want them to just roll through everybody, especially the division, because I want them to be challenged and prepared come playoff time. You know what I mean? I want some bumps. Again, go undefeated if you can, but I want some bumps along the way in terms of... I don't want them winning 40 to 10 every game. I just think it would help them out if they had some some competitive games, which I didn't think the AFC West was really going to give them. Now I think that will be the case with the Raiders and Chargers, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean just looking looking at these divisions in, in the AFC specifically, that is maybe the whole league one of the toughest divisions. I I think. I mean, just seeing how talented the Chargers are and Denver barely losing to two, two and O teams. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna have those games. I mean they just had one against the Chargers
0: where they, they were tested. They're and, scrappy. Yeah. They're hard to they're hard to blow out. The Broncos are hard to like they just make you earn it. They're not are not you're not you're rarely gonna blow them out. You know what I mean? Right. Any final thoughts uh, fantasy-wise, prediction for the Vikings this coming week or season-wise, like they're going to turn things around or any final thoughts from you? Vikings just, I would like to see them
1: obviously try to make the playoffs. I'm not counting on anything, obviously. I'm not cheering against Cousins. I want him to do well. He is a talented guy, but just not the leader that we need. I would like to see him transition out at some point if he gets benched or just work into something late into the season that we can take into next year keep Delvin Cook healthy. Yeah. Develop Justin Jefferson, like get some of the young guys going. Our defense, they've been together forever. Yeah. You know, a lot of those guys took less money to stay. So, it'll be tough to keep them again though if we if we don't
0: do something. Well, it's interesting though cuz I think, you know, you have you got to remember there's one more team that makes the playoffs in each conference. So, you know, seven teams making it as opposed to six. There's going to be a team that's 500 and maybe even below 500 that makes the playoffs because of that extra spot now could be. So you know, I would put money down that there it may be more than one, but there will be an 0 2 team that makes the playoffs this year. There are 14 teams make the playoffs. In my opinion, right. I think there'll be an 0 2 teams that ma- I think there will be an 0 2 team that makes it. We just have to see how it plays out. You know, but um, that extra playoff spot. I think if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm definitely discouraged how the first two weeks have gone. But you get one win, get some momentum, and again, seven teams make it. You know what I mean? So
1: yeah, you never know.
0: Yeah. Well, I cannot wait for Monday night. Game of the year. Jackson, Mahomes, Chiefs Ravens. Hopefully a preview of the AFC Championship game. The last two MVPs, Jackson won the regular season MVP last year. Mahomes won it the year prior. You know, the only thing I'll say is obviously Mahomes is playoff tested. He's 4-1 and one in all those comebacks last year. Super MVP. Where Jackson, I, I gave that stat that he's 21-3 and three in the regular season. 0-2 against Kansas City, but he's also just 0-2 in the playoffs and had two of his worst games in the playoffs. So is that coincidental? You know, the guy doesn't lose in the regular season, but he's had his, two of his worst games in the playoffs, and they, they're 0-2. So, you know, I, you just you got to see it. It's only been two, two playoff runs, but you've got to see it from uh, from Jackson. So I actually, w- <laughs> I'm more nervous about Monday night's game than I would be a playoff game based off of what I've seen from Jackson in the playoffs so far. That's uh, sure, my thought. Sure, sure. That's maybe extreme.
1: When you get to the end of the year, though, you gotta have you gotta have a quarterback that that can throw the ball in clutch situations, and if you're gonna rely on Jackson's arm in a pressure game, gets colder out. The
0: weather shifts. The weather changes. I mean, you know, he I can don't know. throw
1: it, but it's not elite. You know, it's so that's where. Hansel I also always have
0: that edge. I also, I mean, Jackson dominated last year and won the MVP. So it could just be fluke. It, it honestly yeah. could just be a fluke. That yeah. he's, you know, his first playoff, it could just be a fluke. Hey, Chargers, you just don't look good your first playoff game. The Titans had momentum, looked pretty good, just matched up well with them. It could be a fluke thing that he's owned to in the playoffs. But, you know, teams, as the season goes on, they have more and more film, more and more tape. They throw different things at you. I feel like teams have done a better job adjusting at, at Jackson than Jackson has adjusting at them, if that makes sense in the last two, last two playoffs. Because they, they had won 12 games in a row last year, crushing people, and they got smacked in the playoffs. Like, they, they lost, I think it was like 20-12 to 12 to the Titans, and they had won 12 in a row. And they didn't look like the same team. And the year before, I believe, I could be wrong, I think they had beaten, I believe they'd beaten the Chargers soundly in the regular season at the end of the season. And then the Chargers came in and thumped them in Baltimore. So... If I'm a Ravens fan, I'm pumped at the team I have, but I'm a little nervous about the playoffs until Jackson shows something. So, anyway, that's my take. Chiefs will go into Baltimore, end week three at 3-0, and solidify home field advantage, finish the season 16-0, and roll through the playoffs 19-0. and mm, Yes. Back-to-back champions. Mahomes wins at regular season okay, suit Okay, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but I think, uh, yeah, I think they're going to win Monday night, and uh, we'll have something fun to talk about next week. Oh, yeah. Jealous of Chiefs Nation. It does not suck to be a Chiefs fan oh, right now, man. It does not suck.
1: No, I mean you got, and it's it's fun to watch just as a Vikings fan to see these guys because how do you not love Travis Kelsey, you know, or yeah. Mahomes and just their personality yep. and Tyreek Hill kind of rubs me the wrong way, but yeah. how do you not love watching
0: a guy? Well, there must run that it's much watch TV and. I think fantasy-wise, like half the team is fantasy players and they're fun to watch. Yeah, I think if I wasn't a Chiefs fan, they'd be fun to watch. But I've been watching some, 39, I've been watching them since I was about seven years old. And so it's, it's so rewarding to now finally, it's like, it, was like a, it was like a one-sided relationship where I invested so much time, tears, seriously, so much energy, money, going to games, all that stuff, merchandise. It was a one-sided relationship for about 31 years. And they finally, last year, paid it back. So I was in a one-sided relationship for 31 years, and now it feels like it's even. Yeah, finally. It's good to see Andy Reid win too. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he's, great. He's I think been, everybody, I think he everybody likes him. I think stand-up yeah. class that guy. He needs to get rid of that fish bowl he wears around his head, though. Well, the, well, the gets... first week he couldn't even see out of it. You can see they made some changes this last week. <laughs> they were drawing up plays the first week on the. Yeah, no they. You, did he change the mask up this week? He could see everything clearly. I think he was, I uh, think he was getting made fun of, and I think that was the first <laughs> order of business before even the next practice is fi- fixing his face mask for the game. Anti-fog something on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah that, was kinda, that was funny to see. But uh, <laughs> Well, hey, man, listen. Oh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Wait, one more thing quick. So going back to, you know, I inter- introduced you as you know, three-time national champion, Division two Player of the Year. You were nominated, you were inducted or nominated to be in the Hall of Fame. Was it for Sioux Falls or was it for Division two? Uh, just Sioux Falls. Yeah. But you're gonna be in their Hall of Fame, Ring of Honor, or what is yeah. it?
1: Yeah. Well it's supposed to happen October second, but the season being canceled or postponed or whatever. Yeah, canceled. Uh it'll happen next year. But so yeah. they're
0: they're gonna have a ceremony for you? Like what, get a Jersey retired number, or will you get a Jersey in the no, stadium? No, we
1: not retired or anything. Just, okay. Yeah, just at, at on campus. They they've got their thing there. So yeah. And I bet there have been many players player. that have
0: been I, I feel like for Division Two, I, I, there haven't been many players, probably across the board, that have been inducted into even the schools Hall of Fame, have they? Uh, it seems
1: like we've. When I came into the program; it was pretty recent success. Uh, we kind of started. We had our first national championship in the '90s, and a new a coach came in who's a legend there. They named the new stadium after him, and from when I was there on, I mean, they're still doing really well. Yeah, there's been there's been quite a few players inducted into the hall of fame but it was an honor to get it you know my 10th year out i think is the first year you can get in there but some of the like the one of the guys i'm going in with is a safety that played for us nfl level talent it's unbelievable yeah he yeah he just had some unfortunate luck with an injury and mini camp stuff but yeah it's a huge honor
0: well i want to say congratulations because that doesn't happen i feel like very often in you know, three-time national champion, Division two Player of the Year, national record, touchdowns, 24 your senior year, like 48 games in a row. All that stuff is unbelievable. I mean, let me throw in, we won three in a row. And actually, <laughs> I did have a high of 28 game points in one basketball game. I mean, whatever. If we're comparing stats here. All three-pointers? No, five three-pointers. Wow. So, I mean, if we're comparing stats, it's kind of up for debate which is more impressive. But I just wanted to. I could see you like yeah. a Steve Kerr, you know, yeah, oh yeah, sitting I just, in the corner, throw, Fred I just, I just, Hoiberg. Listen, twenty points in a, in a game, five threes, and one three games in a row in football. Like, I just want to listen. You know, got to compare a little bit. Y- yeah, it's up for definitely. debate. It's up for debate as to which is more impressive. Yeah, for sure. Okay,
1: we'll talk about that. But I episode. will say
0: congratulations and thank you very much for being on the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.